So it is another bright and beautiful spring morning out there, the last Sunday morning in the month of April, and we are blessed with uh, special music on this Handbell Sunday uh, with music that's pre-service and offertory and postlude as well. So I invite you to remain at the close of the service to listen to the postlude music that will be played by our handbells. They've worked hard on it and it is a thing of beauty and uh, an honor to the Lord. In a little while, well, that's what my dad used to say to my brother and I when we would ride along with him whenever he'd go somewhere. We lived on a farm, as you may or may not know. Lived on a farm in Iowa, and so to tag along with dad to go somewhere, wherever he was going, whether it was into town or the implement dealer or the grain elevator or wherever, it's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. And I'm sure dad, I can understand probably better now than I did at the time about his perspective of wanting just to get away by yourself maybe for a little bit uh, and escape. But uh, my brother and I were watchful for something like this and uh, any quick escape dad may have planned was thwarted by us as we'd run off to surround him physically and verbally. Where are you going, Dad? Where are you going? Can we go too? Can we go? Huh? Can we go, Dad? And I can still see my dad just kind of, <sighs> more often than not, he would take us with him wherever he was going in the 1965 Dodge Blue pickup. But then wherever we were going, Dad would start talking with the people wherever we were going, because Dad liked to talk, and he had the Irish gift of gab, and uh, that meant my brother and I would get very restless, and we'd get into trouble as we were waiting for Dad, and we would pester him with, ah, Dad, when are we going to go? And invariably, my dad would give a very politically correct non-answer by saying, oh, in a little while, in a little while. Have you ever said that answer to, to people who ask you, in a little while? And on this day, this fifth Sunday of Easter, that's the very thing we hear Jesus saying to his disciples, in a little while. And so those words of Jesus, they form the basis for the message today under that theme, in a little while. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. So Jesus is preparing his disciples for the day when he will no longer be physically present with them, though clearly they don't have a clue what he's talking about. They do not understand. And Jesus uh, tells them straight up in the very first verse of the gospel lesson today, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. And the befuddled disciples, well, they don't really understand what all of this means, what Jesus' life and ministry, what his death and resurrection, what all of this means until the spirit of truth comes. As Jesus says, he, that spirit of truth, will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. 
He will glorify me, Jesus says. He will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said, he'll take what is mine and declare it to you. Jesus is preparing his disciples not only for his own imminent departure, he's also preparing them for the imminent arrival of that promised Holy Spirit. And you see, it's not until that Holy Spirit is poured out at Pentecost that things start coming together for the disciples. Oh, that's what Jesus meant. Oh, now I understand. It is the Spirit that is bestowed upon them that transforms them from uncertain, hesitant, fearful followers of Jesus into bold, confident, courageous spokesmen for the risen Savior. This is what will happen in a little while. So is Jesus saying what my dad was saying? Giving kind of a vague non-answer to questions about specifics with when, why, how? Was Jesus just kind of stonewalling the disciples because he really didn't want to answer them in the first place? We think about these kinds of questions. Truth is, the questions we ask are often very revealing. They reveal much about us in how we ask, in what we ask. And they reveal often whether in matters of faith, whether we are asking in childlike faith and trust, or whether we are asking in childish immaturity. Truth is, Jesus calls all of us to become like little children. His word is clear, except you become like little children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus means here that even as adults, we are to embody and live out this childlike faith and trust in our Heavenly Father. And Jesus calls us then to become childlike, but not childish in our faith. There is a difference between the two. Little children don't necessarily need to know all the details, all the specifics about when or why or how. And even as parents or adults, even if we share those details with them, they might not always understand what we're talking about anyway. And this is why Jesus is saying to his disciples when he tells them, in a little while. He's not brushing them off here, but in great love for his disciples, Jesus is saying, you're not ready for these things yet. You have much growing and maturing to do first. But we think we are ready. 
That's the issue, isn't it? Right there. We think we're ready. We got questions for Jesus about how and when and why. These questions come up in the course of life as we go along and we want to know. And sometimes then we ask our questions not in that childlike trust and faith, but in childish immaturity and irritability. We demand from Jesus, I want to know. I want to know. And it usually doesn't get us very far. So in contrast to this, Think back to Pastor Greg Finke last weekend when he was with us leading that Saturday workshop preaching at worship services. He talked about how God calls us to grow, to develop, to mature in our faith. This is discipleship, becoming more like Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit first given to us in the cleansing waters of holy baptism, this lifelong growing and maturing in faith, this discipleship, this walking in newness of life, beginning in baptism, this then enables us by the power of the Spirit to receive Jesus' answer in a little while and be okay with that. Jesus tells his disciples, in a little while, you will see me no longer. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Like the children's message pointed out, you know, the disciples struggled to take all this in, to grasp what Jesus is saying. By their own admission, they say, and I quote, we don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> That's what they say. But by God's grace, we do know. We do know that 40 days after Jesus rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, as that first picture in the children's message pointed out. This is what Jesus meant when he said, a little while and you will see me no longer. Jesus would withdraw his physical, his visible presence from his followers which means that they and we walk by faith, not by sight. But we also have Jesus' promise, and again a little while, and you will see me, which points ahead to that great and final day when Christ our King will come again to take us to be with him forever, take us home, like the second picture in that children's message pointed out. Right now, we are in this in-between time between Jesus' first appearance and his coming again. This is a time of grace, and it's only for a little while until Jesus comes again. And until he comes again, he's given us some things to do. He's given us work to do. He calls us to love and serve others in the same way that he has loved and served us, even by offering his very life on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. Now Jesus says, you go and love one another as I have loved you.
Jesus calls us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing, teaching, remembering that he himself is with us to the end of the world. This is the great work which our risen Savior has given us to do, to join him on his mission in our neighborhoods and communities wherever we are in this life. So, as I see it, we have a choice then. We have a choice in how we will live, how we will conduct ourselves now in this time, this little while, until our risen Savior comes again. Will we weep, lament, be sorrowful, even as Jesus says we will in that gospel lesson for today? Or will we see beyond the weeping, beyond the lamenting, beyond the sorrowing, to something that is brighter and better? Will we, by the grace of God, keep our eyes focused ahead on what is yet to be upon that new heaven and that new earth where God himself will dwell with us and wipe away every tear from our eyes where death will be no more? where sorrow and sighing will flee away. There will be no more mourning or crying or pain for these former things have passed away. Will we put childlike faith and trust in the promises of God who has said, Behold, I am making all things new. You know, we cannot deny the truth of Jesus' words for our lives. He tells us in today's lesson, so you also will have sorrow now. And that's true. But I will see you again. And that's a promise. That sustains us. That gives us the encouragement to go on. I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. Hold on to that truth. No one will take your joy from you. In 1944, about 18 months after the Nazi occupation of Norway, a man named Ivan uh, Joseph Burgrav, who was a bishop in the Norwegian Lutheran Church, an author, and a leader of the resistance movement against the Nazis, preached a sermon on these very words of Jesus from John 16. And he said, and I quote, the words, a little while, describe our triumph over all suffering. Eternity has begun today. This joy no one shall take from us. It gives us freedom and strength and energy even in affliction. To this we can only say Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And now the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, your spirit, your soul, and your body. Be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, 
and he will do it. Amen.